You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at my bookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at my bookie. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at my bookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money, bet the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use my promo code ZABE. That's C-Z-A-B-E and double your first deposit. Again, promo code ZABE to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the ZABEcast, sports is full of surprises and most of them not good. The Brewers lose their setup man to an off-field injury that will have you saying, you're kidding, right? Paul Charchian joins me. We'll talk, of course, fantasy football, plus the Bears' possible move to the Burbs, Britney Spears' newfound freedom, and the absurdity of long-range winter forecasts. Your 30-minute Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Thursday, September 30th, 2021. I thank you for downloading, and I hope you are enjoying, if you are having the kind of weather that they are having here up in Wisconsin at the end of September. You better be getting outside. My God, is it nice. I played the fabulous old school West Bend Country Club with the so-called Pewaukee Mafia, as I call them. Just P1 super fans of this podcast and of my radio show, and a great group of guys, including the entire boys' basketball coaching staff uh, from Pewaukee High. I'm going to do one of their games as their uh, in-house announcer. That's, that'll be fun at some point. But anyway, I uh, played there, and it was so perfect, the weather. I called it a California day. A California day where it feels like California does, well, pretty much all the time. It reminded me so much of when I lived at in Santa Barbara, both as a student and then a couple years afterwards. And you're probably saying to yourself, what, what, why would you leave? It's a long story. It has to do with the DNA of being an East Coast boy at heart and the need for a certain amount of seasonal changes. And of course, now California is completely hopeless. But it was California without all the California, as I like to say. No bugs, no sweating, no sunscreen, no sunburn, no sticky shorts, No sticky back. 
just glory. Anyhow, it was a good time out there, and I thank the boys for kind of bidding on me at a charity auction to play golf, and thank you to Tim Gerds from Wealth Freedom Advisors who set up the entire affair. So we're on the golf course, right? And I get a text from my boys, Josh and Gitter, saying, in fact, it was just a text of a screenshot of a tweet. Brewers setup man Devin Williams admits to punching a wall in frustration after a night of celebrating the Brewers' clinching victory on Sunday after drinking. Fractured hand, put on the 10-day injured list, which is really more than that, will require surgery. Out for the rest of the year. Out for the entire playoffs. What the living fuck? You're kidding, right? What? What? I was celebrating, I was drinking, then I got mad, then I punched something that I won't say with my pitching hand. Hands broken. (laughs) Unbelievable. These ball players, and not all of them, but just, I don't know, 87.4% of them, are fucking morons. I mean, nice guys, don't get me wrong. Idiots. The dumbest across the board of all four major professional sports. How do you do this? How? Hell, it's in the movie Bull Durham. You don't throw punches with your pitching hand. You throw with your offhand. How about this? Just don't throw a punch. Jesus. So the setup guy is gone, Mr. Eighth Inning, to get to their dragon gun closer in Josh Hader. They've got guys who could fill that role. Boxberger apparently has a better whip. 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 Than Williams, but Williams has the killer pitch, the so-called airbender, the changeup. On the one hand, it's just one inning, right? It's three outs. Who cares if it's the sixth, the seventh, the eighth? I know the ninth is higher leverage because that's closing time. You got to win the damn game. But what's the difference between the eighth and something else? He's held that role all year long. We'll see if this spells doom for the Brewers or... If it's just a, oh, so sad for you, Devin Williams, sort of a situation. All right, without further ado, let's get right to it because you know this is where the DJ going to have a lot to say. say anything. Okay. Hey, Hoser. Oh, there it is. Hey, Hoser. Hey, how's it going in the Great White North, eh? You missed the Lukukus again. Sorry about that, eh? Okay. Okay, everyone. Oh, sorry. If I'm, your, if I, if I'm a Hoser, can you be my Hosey? Sounds kind of dirty, doesn't it? It does sound kind of dirty. Oh, <laughs> For two I like men it. to have that. <laughs> a Hosey-Hoser relationship. There we go. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Paul Charchian joins us now, and uh, Charch, I appreciate you staying up late for me, 8 o'clock Central Time. <laughs> when I was running home, uh, when I was running back to the hotel, and I had to get my Panda Express because I went at 8.30 last night. They were mm. closed. Could not have that. At, yeah, 8.30 closed. Let wow. Me, the, the, yeah. The Chipotle by me opens at noon. That's late. 
it's uh, you're missing like half the lunch rush at that point, right? Yeah, guys, There's guys that wear vests, work. guys that wear vests and boots are there at ten thirty because they're done for the day. You know, exactly. the, the hardworking men of America. Well, okay, so here's here's another example. So so this place closes at eight thirty, and you know what? That might be a decent decision. I mean, I, you know. Who, who really needs right. Panda Express after 8, 8.30, but <laughs> uh, I Or, or I any other time uh, of the day. Bullshit. It's so good. Holy shit. You know, in, really? in Virginia, in, yeah, I love it. In Virginia, we don't have Panda Express drive through Doesn't exist, Church. It's we all over either. Milwaukee. All we have it, over We Milwaukee. have it in every food court yeah. in every mall because we still have indoor malls because it's cold here for six months of the year. <laughs> And they're all over those. But By the way, is yeah. Panda Express a restaurant? Uh, yes. I mean, if McDonald's is a restaurant. Is Sabaro yes. a restaurant? Yes. Okay. I, think, I say I mean, no. With why? This, well, because it, it, it has, it's not a physical standalone location. There's no actual single box Sabaros. They're all in airports. Or food courts. Hmm. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll one up you on that. That I think is even one step further from that. Have, have you been to the? Uh, have you been to the airports where, um, like, O'Hare's got this, uh, and uh, there's a there's some California pizza kitchens that have this. They don't even make the pizza there. They just reheat the restore brand refri- the store refrigerator no pizza. Way. So you're they getting take it out of a box. They take it out of a box and they <laughs> heat it at the airport. They're not God. even making it. Oh, They're man. merely heating it. You know, at that point, you are very, very close to something like the chicken noodle soup you could get out of the vending machine. You know, it's oh, yeah. food yeah. that's being made for you, <laughs> but that's it. There's I no wonder involved. I wonder how many people know of that. Vending machine chicken soup. That was a staple of our youth. They had a machine like that in the giant grocery store when I was a kid, and you could put your quarter in, and down would come a cup, ka-chunk, and then out of the tube would squirt the chicken broth. I guess they would clump in a couple chunks of chicken and some peas or whatever, and then you had your hot cup of chicken noodle soup in a grocery store? Why why, why, why the fuck do I want chicken noodle soup in the middle of a grocery store? But apparently you could get it. You could, but it would be anywhere. This would be in uh, this would be in an office building, right? Any place that there was vending machines, they had. This was before. See, I think this whole thing. The reason nobody knows about it now is every office in humanity has got a coffee coffee maker or a Keurig or something like that. In sure, it, right? You know, but I think there was a time when coffee was a luxury that most offices didn't have, and so you had you had the you had the coffee vending machine. And that's where you got the coffee or the hot chocolate or the chicken soup. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the uh, the tale of Panda Express. In my bag, there was a flyer saying, help wanted, mm-hmm. shift work 13 to $16 an hour. Yeah. Managers, $67,000 plus. Dang. Wow. And I'm like, shit, wow. if, if this radio thing doesn't work out for me, I'm in, Panda. <laughs> hold that thought. And if I get discounts on their delicious orange chicken, holy shit, I'm so in. But that's yep. how bad it is. And so the Chipotle near you doesn't open until noon. Correct. The Jimmy John's that I got today delivered to my house, 
um, had a flyer in it that was urging people to show up, and it said, we hire on the spot. Oh, my God. Including they, axe murderers. Anybody, right. I mean, just, you, you, a warm body, you show up and you say, I'm willing to work. They don't care. They're they're in, and it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are at this stage. I think if you are a carbon based life form that can <laughs> possibly put a piece of meat on a piece of bread and can be and can use a serrated knife without sawing off your own finger, you're in. <laughs> yes, that would do it right there. Okay, let's get to the fun and games of today. First and foremost, the Bears could be moving to the Burbs. Talk to me about new stadiums since you guys in Minnesota just got yours done about eight years ago now? Five, yeah. Five Five years years ago. ago. Still has that new stadium smell. It does. And it's downtown. The old place was where? Same. Same site. Okay. And that's that's why we played, Vikings played at TCF Bank Stadium for a couple of years while they were tearing one down and building one up. Now, for sold, I I hope they don't do this. Because Soldier Field's one of the few places left in America where you can have real inclement weather and have a weather game. <laughs> sure. You know, with with everything that can roll off Lake Michigan, the fog game for, of nineteen ninety whatever, the seven, wind, whatever. yeah, the of course the the horrible wind affecting all the field goals there, the snow, all that stuff. You know, I just I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose another outdoor stadium, and especially that one right there. Now, that said, if you, if, I assume you've been in and out of Soldier Field before. Never. You, you can't. Never? Oh, wow. Okay. So there's nothing around it. it right. There's, you you it, can't get it, to it. There, there's nothing else to do there. There's, you know, you just get a, you get a cab. You go there. You try to find a cab on the way back. That's it. And you try to get out. And so yes. they, they, they renovated it about uh, – how many 15, years ago? 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago, 2003, I want to say. Actually, 18 years ago. And they said it looked like a spaceship had landed on it Soldier Field. It was kind of true. Yeah. It, it looks weird from the outside, kind of the same from the inside. But they had to build all the amenities that make the money, you know, the luxury right. suites and everything else. I've never been to a game there. They say it is vastly overrated and that the city controls it. That's another big problem. And as, as quaint and as romantic as you and I get about outdoor stadiums and football, what a waste of civic dollars to build one because you got to build a, a retractable dome. Then, then church, you can have Final Fours. You can have conventions. Right. You can have all right. this other stuff. I mean, we right. perfected the art of closable roofs. So, you know. Well, let, I have this is because we just built the new stadium and ours does not have a retractable roof. I happen to be very but it's got, on this. But it's got awnings. It's got lovely it louver, louvered windows on the end to let the air in. Correct. A whole one whole end of the stadium they can open up almost completely, which is which is actually totally awesome. Fresh air, the whole thing. You know, that's blowing away the COVID that everybody has. The sixty six thousand pound. They open that up and then it just blows it right out. So wait, so, so what are you gonna say about what are you gonna say about retractable roofs? Yeah, what are you gonna say about so retractable here's roofs? The, deal. the retractable roof is so expensive that it's like 30% of the cost of the whole thing. I mean, it's like really? you, know, you got to add yeah, it's massively expensive. Did you and, guys did you guys price that moonroof option and then oh, decline yeah. it? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> we sure did. And you know, it was and here's the other thing. Most of the problems that you will have in your stadium will go back to the roof. 
because you're trying to move a gigantic roof, right? right? And all the different things. That's leaking roof, movement problems, all that stuff. All that related to the roof. And, if, you know, for us, Chicago, Minnesota, it's... It's, it's just not that not feasible. Yeah, well, just, I, know, I think you guys it did is, it. I think you guys did it right because the the roof is translucent, and yes. so it feels surreal being in there, like you're outdoors but you're not. And you know, I, I didn't really feel the air coming through because it was in February for the Super Bowl, and you're like, we are not letting the air in today. <laughs> no, God no. <laughs> right, uh, but no, it, I, I think your place is is glorious, and you know, they, they don't even have. They just bought the land the Bears did for Arlington Park, where the race court, the racetrack is closed now. The horsey track, I guess. Yeah, it which is a finally, shame, by the way. Is it a shame you know, though? I no, I think it is. You know, I've been to you Arlington, big horse racing guy. Is, I love I love horse racing. No you and idea. I probably never talked about this. No. Uh, yeah, yep. We've got a track here that I go to probably eight times a year, and so Isn't I your care. Your boy Paul Allen big into calling the races. Doesn't he do the voice? Doesn't he call them? The way Paul Allen, current voice of the Vikings, and one of the one of the four or five shows we've got on our station here, KFAN, the way he came to Minnesota was to be the racetrack announcer at Canterbury Park, and wow. that's a job he has held for now like 27 years or something but he showed up with uh with in living out of his car with a massive amount of personal debt which i can tell this story because he's he's told it on the air before and this job that was gonna that was gonna he was gonna spend three and a half months in minnesota calling calling races but you know the way things happen in this world now he is maybe the best track announcer there is in the country He's one of the best uh, voice. He's one of the best football announcers in the country, and his radio show gets a twelve share, amazing fourteen share. So amazing. yeah, funny how all these things work out. No, that's that's great. So anyway, uh, the Bears, you know, they bought the land for this yes. racetrack, which is no longer functioning, and they don't even have money yet. They've got no plans. I mean, this is going to be years away. But eventually, you're going to move out to the Burbs, and the, the the general consensus I've heard is that nobody's going to really miss Soldier Field. Yeah, that's the Bears fans feel that way. Yeah, it isn't. It's not a great experience for Bears fans, um, which you know I'm sympathetic to that. And there's a you know what everybody wants to build now is like the big complex, right? So you put your stadium out on all of the acreage where Arlington Park is. But then what you're going to build around it is going to be, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's going to be, you know, shopping and restaurants and bars and hotels and all that stuff. And the team owns all that too, all that land. And well, that's Jer- you know, they Jerry, that Jerry is the model in Dallas. Yes. With the star, it's basically Cowboys world. And in LA, they've got the headquarters to the NFL network out where SoFi is. And they're going to do a bunch of stuff out there. That's going to be NFL world. The Packers have their own little cozy title town area, Sledding Hill and hotels and restaurants and whatnot and breweries and stuff. Every NFL team would be smart to do that. Now, it's harder to find space to spread out like there is, say, uh, in Dallas or perhaps Green Bay, Wisconsin. But, you know, mm-hmm. you got to get creative on it. Every team should have this because, I mean, the Bears should have Bears world. <laughs> and they could have a very small exhibit – for their Hall of Fame quarterbacks that they've had on the team. <laughs> it's a you little know, cubicle. <laughs> yes. There there aren't many there aren't many teams who Viking fans can point and laugh at about the state of their historic quarterbacking. But that's one that we can point and laugh at because we have Fran Tarkington. 
The day he retired, he had every meaningful passing record, and we've got Fran. He's in the Hall of Fame, and I can point and laugh at the Bears fans. For that. Bears, Bears did have Sid Luckman, but that's mm-hmm. prehistoric. Jim Harbaugh might have been their best guy, but he was more known for his Colts days. Jim McMahon was the most beloved and won the Super Bowl, but he was not a very good quarterback. He was a ride-along. No. Right. And then Jay Cutler is their most accomplished statistical quarterback. <laughs> Ain't nobody building a shrine to that asshole. <laughs> no, there really isn't. Which is crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I you know, I remember when I lived there in ninety four, ninety five, there was mm-hmm. talk of them becoming possibly the Gare Bears. What? Gary, Indiana. Gary? No. Yes. They floated the idea of, hey, you know, there's some land down here. It's, you know, Indiana, Northwest Indiana is right around the corner from Chicago. <laughs> and I'm like, Gary, Indiana is a certified shithole. And I don't have no any kidding. qualms about saying that. I'm sure there's some good people there suffering under the wrath of a murder rate that is absolutely eye popping. But the city itself, oofa. You know how cheap it is to buy some urban blight land in Gary, Indiana? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you could, you could build a great stadium. The funny thing is we looked up the news articles from then, and they said uh, it was going to be a $200 million stadium. How quaint. That's it. Oh, how God. Quaint. Right now, you can't pour the concrete for $200 million. Oh, <laughs> That's no. nuts. Buying off the unions doesn't even <laughs> $200 million. <laughs> Still going to Tony Soprano for uh, the no work, no show jobs. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's move on to some other stuff. Speaking of weather, I sent you this link. AccuWeather meteorologists have just released their forecast for the upcoming winter. Surprise, surprise, periods of cold and snow says the blue region <laughs> encompassing Minnesota, most of mm. Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Thanks. Well, yeah, it's always cold and snowing in the winter. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Does anybody ever go back and go, hey, I tell you what, you meteorologists nailed this winter. It was not Never. that bad. Or you nailed it. You know, we only had six snowstorms. Good job there. Thanks. Really yeah, helped you us. Know what? Really helped me plan my winter up here. They're never right about the long-term stuff. I think we've seen meteorology get dramatically better in our lifetime on a short-term basis. If What they say is going to happen in five days is usually right. But they never get this part right about what like the totality of winter is going to be. It's going to be a warm winter. It's going to be a cold winter. Because I don't think there's any way to know what's going to happen with the weather in four months. How can anybody know? No. It's... It, the, that weather does not exist yet. It's not blowing in from Argentina or whatever, <laughs> right. you know? And who <laughs> like, cares? And who cares? Like like I said, how is that going to affect your planning? Well, it's not at all. And right. Let's remember, there was, not, there was a time not that long ago that people staked their livelihood, like their farms, on the Farmer's Almanac. They would get the Farmer's Almanac that'd be published, like, now for next year, And the Farmer's Almanac would tell you when to plant because of what kind of season weather they they were expecting you to have. And they couldn't have known that 80 years ago. What kind of voodoo did they use? Just historical records? Old ledgers like, well, the winter of 04. 
of Ought 4 was that it, is, it was warm early, but then really bad in February. We think the same pattern is coming because we saw some crows flying crooked the other day. <laughs> Couldn't know, but that, that, at, that passed for meteorological science for a long yeah. time. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at my bookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at my bookie. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at my bookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money, bet the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use my promo code ZABE. That's C-Z-A-B-E and double your first deposit. Again, promo code ZABE to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, let's talk some fantasy, shall we? What are the big fantasy headlines going into week number four? Um, yeah, a variety, a variety of things have gotten to a point with this, uh, with these first year quarterbacks where basically none of them are even rosterable anymore. Zabe, they stink. uh, Holy uh, cow. Do they stink? Do you remember how excited we were at the draft? Because it was so deep. It was such a bountiful supply of quarterbacks here. We've got, uh, Trevor Lawrence who ended up in Jacksonville with seven interceptions um, offensive line's terrible, putting him in a bad spot. Zach Wilson for the Jets went number two, seven interceptions in three games. Uh, Trey Lance isn't playing. Then uh, Justin Fields was taken, and he just executed the worst game the NFL has seen in 17 years. Did you hear any of the uh, the great stats around this game? No. Allow me to elucidate, if you don't mind. Yes, please elucidate. <laughs> Here's now the uh, this is a stat a lot, a lot of people know. The average yards per play on offense, typically in a, just an average NFL game, the average gain on offense over the course of a whole game is like six yards. The Bears had the lowest average gain per play in 17 years at one yard. Oh, my God. One-yard average. The passing for Fields, he he netted. You know how they subtract out the sack yards from your passing total to get your net passing yards? Right. He netted one yard. 
<laughs> one passing yard in today's NFL where the, where the whole game is rigged to provide passing yardage. He had one passing yard, Zabe. That's bad. And, and now this week they're not sure who's going to play because he actually got dinged up. Uh, did Fields. So they're saying Fields is going to practice, Dalton's going to practice, and we're not sure who's going to start. Well, here's 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 what I think they should do. Plan C. They should basically say, all right, all Matt Nagy can do at this point is ruin Justin Fields' career. So we're not going to let Fields get near Nagy and the field. Let's go option number three, Nick Foles. They're still paying Nick Foles, like you know, he's part of his. It's part of his forty million dollars salary. He's your third Where, stringer. He's on, he's on the roster. Healthy, he is. Okay. If Dalton's not healthy enough to go, I say don't ruin Fields. Let him continue to learn on the bench, whatever. And let's go throw. Let's go throw uh, Nick Foles out there. Do you remember the August masturbation by the pundits <laughs> over Justin Fields and the one oh, preseason yeah. game? Oh, I mean, it was just, it was splooge city. And I just mm-hmm. laughed saying, are you guys, do you guys even watch the NFL, bro? Do you even know what you're <laughs> looking at here in August? You're looking at a house of funhouse mirrors. You're looking at nothing here. And sure enough, the kid looks overwhelmed right now, which look, he's in good company. All the, all the kids looked overwhelmed, looked over, look overwhelmed at this point. They Especially do. Zach um, Wilson. Zach Wilson got a problem. You know what his, his problem is? He looks like a privileged-ass preppy white boy who was born on third base and thinks he's the fucking shit. He looks like a pretty boy Johnny Manziel. I'm telling you, image is a problem sometimes in this league. I look at him, and if I were a Jet fan, I would be seething going, I want to punch you right in that suckle. You are fucking bad, and you think you're so good because you were drafted high, and you did all this shit at BYU, and you got a great arm. Fuck off. You are terrible. Work harder. I say I want my quarterback to have swagger. I want him to go out there and be the cock of the walk. I want him. I want my quarterback to when he's throwing four and invincible. Well, okay. Swagger only goes so far. I want him to carry the baggage of his picks. (laughs) That's, you know, you're going to, you'll never survive in today's NFL that way. You have to act bulletproof. Well, the, okay, the baggage the baggage of your picks is one thing. But how about the fact that those are game-losing plays? You move the needle of expected win percentage with every turnover, a huge chunk down the slider. You know that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Which is why having a quarterback like, say, Kirk Cousins ain't the worst thing in the world, right? Oh, God, Kirk's been phenomenal. Even it's It's been so gratifying up here, Zabe. And I thought about you this weekend because you and I are you and I, Kevin Sheehan, are about the only people I know that have been ardent Kirk, we're Kirk Kirk supporters. Jerks. We're Kirk jerks. We are. <laughs> and I have taken endless heat up here. Oh yeah. But Kirk Kirk's play this season has been awesome, and he just may have played the best game he's ever played. Right now, Kirk is in in command of several of of the NFL's best streaks right now, um, including things like. He's gone the longest without an interception. He's got like 190 passes without a pick. Um, and and the pick before that, as I recall, went through Adam Thielen's hands, like right in the numbers and, you know, deflected another guy. And it's He's been fantastic. And hearing 
nothing but crickets from the haters. Oh, chirp, God, chirp. is it great. Chirp, chirp. Oh. Yeah. You, you did a good job of uh, debunking the narrative on Kirk. You took a tweet that had all the usual themes, and then you pulled out statistical charts and references to go, mm, that's wrong. Mm, that line's way out of bounds. That line is just fucking fantasy. It was great to see. And you know what? Results drive narratives. And if the results of the first two weeks, narrow losses thanks to your dipwad kicker, had gone the other way, the Vikes are 3-0, and Kirk's numbers look stellar, and the narrative, mm-hmm. the narrative is different. Totally different. That's exactly right. And, you know, he he brought that team from behind in the fourth quarter to set his team up to win both games. Dalvin Cook fumbled in the in the in overtime in week one. Then our idiot kicker missed it from 19 yards in week two. His team should be three and oh. It's way too early to anoint anybody the MVP, but he'd be in the conversation for these early MVP talks with guys like Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray. Kirk's been awesome, and that's been uh, it's been personally gratifying. All right, couple quick ones here. Did you see that the Wilson volleyball from the movie Castaway? Oh is, yeah, is being put up for auction. No, uh, I did not know that. Now you probably know the piece of trivia attached to that that particular ball. Do tell. It's named Wilson because Tom Hanks' wife is Rita. Rita Wilson. Not because the ball was a Wilson volleyball? Correct. Well, it could have been either one. Could have been, I suppose. But they said at the time, you know, they could have used any of a variety of companies for this, but they went with Rita Wilson as just a, an homage to his wife. I, it would have been weird to call the, the his friend on the island Tachikara because that's <laughs> actually a ball. It, it would have been weird to call the ball Mikasa. <laughs> Mikasa! <laughs> or even worse, a molten. There's another brand of volleyball, molten. Never heard, never heard of that. Now, can I tell you the thing about <laughs> oh, that hold movie? On, hold on a second. Yeah. The, the artifact is cool because it's the Wilson that's the most weathered version where it's yellow, oh. almost brown. The, oh. the, the hand paint face mark is almost worn off. And it's got the the tuft of fake hair, which I always assumed they didn't really explain what that was. That I think it was like the innards of the ball that had been ripped out and then like huh. sort of teased up into a little tuft of hair. I always just assumed that he had somehow like decided, you know, he needed somebody to talk to, right? Yes. And that was his person no, yeah. and that was the hair on the person. But yeah, I don't know where it came from or how, how he attached it onto yeah. there. I, I think that's a pretty cool piece of movie Kitchikana I wouldn't mind owning. Now, I'm not going to pay 50 grand for it, which is what they think the minimum price will be. But pretty uh-huh. cool. It'd be cool to have that in a lighted display in my foyer, in my house, you know? Wouldn't it? People walk wouldn't by and they stop and they go, wait, is that the fucking volleyball from Castro? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, is that a replica? The one. No, it's the fucking one. There it is. <laughs> so, but here's is, the there a piece, is there a piece of movie rep? Sorry, go ahead. $50,000, people buy NFTs, digital one-of-a-kind objects, that. for way, way more than that. This is a physical one-of-a-kind object 
that has a cultural touchstone that I'll, almost everybody on the planet knows. I'll see what it goes for. That, that's a low-end price. It'll probably go for more than that. But it yeah. probably will go for more, and it'll probably appreciate. I, I bet it's, you know, it'll be double that in 10 years. Is there, one, is there one piece of movie Kitchikana you wouldn't mind having, price notwithstanding? Think about it. Next week, we'll talk about it. Yeah, one that's a good question. One you wouldn't mind having. You're like, look at this. I got that Well, thing. okay, how about this? Can I have the Back to the Future DeLorean? I think they sold that. I think there was a couple that were used in the set. I think those did go up for auction at some point. So, yeah, that's possible. Piece I mean, of if shit that car- counts as Kitchikana, I mean, it's not, you know, it's a car. <laughs> but I, I want to drive that thing around town. I mean, how do great you, would that be? Do you want it here? Uh, for 20 bucks, how much horsepower do you think the DeLorean had in 1981? Ooh. Now... I'm not a I'm not a huge car head. I'm I'm a moderate car person. What do you think what your current sure. What is your current ride? My current ride is a BMW X5 SUV because I live what in Minnesota. You, so I have you, an SUV. Right. And what do you it think has that cranks about out? Three, it's got about three hundred horsepower. Okay. What do you um, think the DeLorean, this fancy ass gullwing sports yeah. car, had for horsepower in '81? Back then. 300 horsepower was unfathomably huge. That was like Ferraris and stuff. Right. This thing is going to have like a buck 75. 130. Oh, God. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> so when you say I'd like to have the DeLorean, get ready to go real fucking slow in that thing and have it in the shop every other week and have the shop go, we don't know how to work on this. Well, this of thing course is a not. piece of shit. There's no parts for it. <laughs> There's no manual, but hey, uh, you got a DeLorean. Okay. Yeah, uh, Kate, uh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I got one. I got it. I have to get, get this, this off my chest about, uh, about the movie, Castaway. Yes. A, 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 a fine movie in so many ways. Where did it miss? I love the. What's that? Where did it miss? I can sense it Here's coming. Where it missed. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Um, the trailer. So I'm in the movie theater right before it comes out. I see the trailer. The trailer shows him, getting him crashing home. him. On, and then it shows. Exactly. It shows <laughs> him getting home at the end. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. They just told me. The whole end of the movie, <laughs> the whole point of this thing well, is does he get off the island and they show the tearful reunion when he gets back. You've got to be kidding me. What, what do you think, that the ending of the movie would be him successfully throwing himself off a cliff and they would pan wide to the crumpled body at the bottom of the rocks of the cliff? Like, and go home with that date night. Did you have fun? That sounds like a Tom Hanks movie right there. No, no you but, can't, you know, you can't edit that way. Who knows? It could end in any variety of ways. The whole point of the movie was whether or not he gets off the island, and they show you, they show him getting off the island. My think, absurd. my thinking is, early moviegoers would 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 leak it that he gets off, and I think the audience probably still. I don't remember the trailer myself, but I would imagine the audience would go, "Okay, he gets off the island. How'd that happen? How long mm-hmm. did it take? What yeah. happened while he was on the island?" I Which think was interesting. It was still a great movie. And oh, I, I think it was. I, I think it was. It. I think it was fantastic. They don't make movies that are creative, one-off, non-franchise. Huh? That really makes me think. That pushes the boundaries of realism because that one did, but mm-hmm. it still fell within the 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 square of you know what? That's theoretically possible, right? 
Oh, yeah. You know, today, if you were pitching, you're in Hollywood, and you're pitching Castaway that, that has never been made before, and you're like, okay. They'd say it's no. Guy, it's about a guy – and he gets he gets shipwrecked on this on this island, and we're there's gonna be there's gonna be no talking for forty five minutes. Right. There's just gonna be him trying to make his way around this island, and a lot of mystery about whether or not he's gonna get off. And then the Hollywood producer would say, "Yeah, an Iron Man is it's Iron Man on that movie. Is there is, that's Iron Man, right? He's the guy on the island, but his suit doesn't work, and he's gonna try to rebuild the Iron Man suit. No, 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 wait, no, wait. It it should be Thanos. Yeah, it's Thanos. He's stuck on the island. Yeah. His glove doesn't work." And not he's only find five new gems. Not only that, they would say uh, the 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 guys pitching would say, "We want to get Hanks. We think Hanks would be perfect." And the producer would be like, "There's no talking for 45 minutes. Why the fuck are we going to pay Hanks? <laughs> we could pay any asshole to not talk for 45 minutes. Do you know how expensive <laughs> Hanks is? Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, they would have shot it down. They would have said it's not a franchise. They're like, why That's bother? Right. And it's a weird thing. Are people going to really like it? So, ah, the golden ages of movies are over. Uh, real quick, a couple of things. Uh, Katie Nolan is out at ESPN. Uh, who knows she was still in? She had been kind of relegated to, yeah. the, to the ether world and the corners of the internet and whatnot. She purportedly was making up to a million dollars just to do oh, a web geez. show. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. God. A web show and a podcast. I have nothing personally against her, and 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 I I've never met her, but there is this insane amount of fellow media cheerleading for her there that is. defies all logic. The Atlantic once wrote an article that said Katie Nolan and Garbage Time is the future of sports TV. Oh, geez, well, well that didn't work out, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and it was sort of like, well, what is she good at? What is what makes her different? Well, she's cute. She knows enough about sports to be sassy and brassy. She could be mm-hmm. her sports girlfriend, but what is special about her? The answer is nothing. They just wanted her to succeed. I, I see some people say, it's too bad ESPN didn't know how to use your strengths. And I'm thinking, uh, it doesn't work that way. You made it to the show. You were yeah. on ESPN. You got the company mm-hmm. push. Didn't work out. You made it to the bigs. You made a lot of money. You couldn't hit the curveball. You're out. Sorry. That's life. How long does Sage Steele have at ESPN? Because you know she's on tough, the clock. Tough right? being an outspoken conservative. I think she understands yep. maybe she's already signed her last contract, which is a damn shame because I do know her personally, and she is even more fabulous as a person and in person as she is on television. But, yeah. And good how for her your, for coming wait, wait. out and saying, you how know have, what? How have your paths crossed on with okay. Sage, Sage Steele? Don't bury the lead here. Sorry, I didn't tell you this. Sage Steele was doing Comcast Sportsnet in the Mid-Atlantic region, television. Okay. Maryland, D.C. And so Andy and I would, would reach out to her as well as um, uh, Carol Maloney. Carol knows her very well because they both were on Comcast at the time. Mm-hmm. And we would have both Sage on periodically and Carol on periodically as our third member of the Sports Reporters radio show, four to I seven. I never knew that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. No, oh, she's, man. She's, 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 she, le- she left you in her dust. Charge everybody. <laughs> everybody, including the, the dipshit who gave me my Chinese food tonight. Left me in the dust at one point, you know? But hey, that's the way life goes. Uh, Real quick, I'm going to give you a food hack I want you to try. Ready? All right. 
Uh-huh. It's called a dash sandwich. Don't know it. So I, I made this turkey and cheese sandwich that's in a carb-balanced roll-up tortilla, so a light carbohydrate tortilla. Okay. Went to go play golf today, rolled it up, put it in a bag, put it in my little cooler. But when I went to play golf, I left the sandwich on my dashboard. <laughs> when I got when I got back, it was delightfully warm. With the cheese melted, it was a treat. Think about it. The dash sandwich. Life hack. Food hack. All right, Charge. Good to talk to you Thanks. as always, buddy. We'll Bye-bye. see you next week. Bye-bye now. My brother and I are now experts in the field. Yeah. Eh? Right, because we're a man now. And, uh, yeah. Well, so, except for him. All right, I'm going to end on this today. A guy made nearly a million dollars on a 12-way parlay at the Ryder Cup. It was an $8 parlay. 12 ways came home, paid off nearly a million dollars. It was a free bet on one of these sites. I don't know the math behind it, but uh, Darren Ravel has been tweeting about it. Ravel wanted to interview him to say, oh my God, how did this work? How did this happen? And apparently the guy wants to stay anonymous. I don't blame him, but it's going to be a tough go to stay anonymous for too long. All right. That'll do it for today. Thank you very much for listening and downloading and being part of Zabe Nation tomorrow. Football Friday, Mr. X will join us, and we will set the table for week four, which includes, of course, the Belichick versus Brady showdown. I'm sure X has some thoughts on that. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. Because hit records are short. No way. Yeah, they're not that long. Okay, so that's our topic for today. So good day. Good day. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at my bookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at my bookie. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at my bookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money, bet the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use my promo code ZABE. That's C-Z-A-B-E and double your first deposit. Again, promo code ZABE to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Okay, that's fine.